it was not sexual, you know. I was lying on this leather bench and she created an experience which was, which was painful with a flogger, with a paddle, with softness. And the contrast of them was insane. And for me, it was one of the deepest meditation I've ever been into. This is the Feminine Power Podcast, where we explore ancient and modern wisdom and discover practical tools to cultivate a deep connection with our feminine essence and sexual energy. I'm your host, Maria Grinina, and I dedicate my life to nurturing and growing feel the community of empowered women reclaiming their power through exploring the most potent energy sexual energy you can join our community for free and access a rich tapestry of knowledge from diverse incredible teachers from all over the world and i leave the link to join in this podcast description for you in this podcast through interviews with inspiring teachers and experts who serve our field community we explore various aspects of femininity including self-love body positivity, sexuality, relationships, intuitive wisdom, embodiment, and feminine leadership. Welcome to the Feminine Power Podcast. In this episode, we will learn about how to roleplay, how to introduce creative, sensual practices into your intimacy in a way that it's fun for both partners and really adds to your relationships. We will also hear personal stories and experiences that are very juicy, very different, unique, and you can learn so much from them and perhaps just get a bit of a different angle on kink. In this episode, I speak to my dear friend, a talented poet, artist, performer, and incredibly inspiring woman, Pauline Marie Antoinette. Originally from south of France, Monaco, Pauline has been organizing artistic events and experiences globally. She deeply believes in the power of arts and creativity to be profound vehicles for change. And she creates liberating inner journeys, creative ateliers and sensuality workshops where she invites participants to paint their own canvas of intimacy and kink exploration. Her solo, Touching the Verses, is an invitation to awaken your erotic imagination explore a sensual realm of dreams and fantasies while challenging societal taboos. And this is the experience we are hosting together with Pauline in London on the 21st of January. So if you're listening to this before, then I do hope we will see you at this incredible experience. One of as Pauline is visiting London for just that weekend. Pauline also guides one-to-one sessions in which she supports individuals to free their inner artist, liberate themselves from old beliefs and explore the depths of creative intimacy. Now, let's kick off this podcast with some sensual poetry. One lover is not enough to fill the extent of my heart. I am faithful with them all, but I can choose overall. I'm fond of multiple beings who are all part of my dream. And I'm longing to discover which new soul I'll encounter. My curious mind is seeking various ways 
of expanding. Whatever sex or gender, our hearts know no border. As I question and wonder, my little voice whispers, life is so beautifully abundant as we float with the current. Why should we possess our lover as long as we respect each other? There's no harm in honoring the desire we have for a being. Let our egos fade away. We came on this earth to play. We are here for little time. How could it be such a crime to cherish multiple souls who are all part of a whole? Yes, it's essential to commit, to put some efforts to build a family, a community, a tribe, which we support in all regards. To our date and soulmate, may we dare to communicate with respect and honesty, remembering that we are free to choose our own model without putting any label, as long as we're faithful to love in this life and way above. Thank you, Pauline. My pleasure. Yeah, and before I start asking you all the spicy questions about your experiences, workshops and events and learnings and personal experiences, can you tell me what is this poem about for you? For me, this poem is really about embracing our capacity to love without all the limitations that our society tells us. Because, you know, we tend to think that we can only love our parents a certain way, our friends, our partner. But actually, as humans, we have an unlimited capacity to love. And I think it's beautiful to blur the lines between our loved ones and to stop labeling every single of our relationships. Because, you know, sometimes you're with a partner and you deeply love that person. And then the relationship ends. But there's still some love that remains. And I think, you know, life is not black or white. There's so many beautiful shades of gray. And for me, it's really embracing love on a deeper level. Yeah, abundance of love. And that's a, a different, also another thing that I'm, I keep learning, like society has really taught us that like there is like that limited amount of love that we have and that's why we have to give all of it to certain people and then when we take it back and no longer are with them then we kind of have to take back the love to be able to have enough love to give to another person absolutely and i believe that we also cannot love a human if we don't love every single being on this planet mm -hmm. starting with ourselves yeah abundance of self-love is such a it is the most probably one of the most important teachings we, we can we can learn to have better relationships really um but anyway let's get into into the spicy things <laughs> first of all uh thank you so much for your work and for being with phil and really becoming my friend and what i wanted 
like I was always excited about recording a podcast with you because I was I was just actually thinking should I just take all the voice messages you sent me about your workshops and make them into a podcast because <laughs> like I just every time you send me like a seven minute voice message on whatsapp i'm like i should take a bath and listen to it <laughs> that's how i treat it because they're always full of these spicy interesting deep stories about experiences that most of us like never had but that are so sensual and like they almost come from like an erotic book or something <laughs> <laughs> So um, in this podcast, what I really love is to share different experiences that mm -hmm. are out there in the world available to us from which we can learn. Of course, we need to have some basic level of self-awareness and uh, awareness of consent, awareness of um, how things work for us, etc., before going and exploring. But once we are feeling safe in the body, there is just limitless amount of exploration. Would you tell me, please, what is it that you do now and what kind of experiences you're being part of and creating? And then we'll go into details. Well, first, I'd love to go back to just like, why am I exploring in this way, you know? Yeah. Because I've always been very interested in the subject of sexuality, read a lot of erotic literature when I was younger. And when I like something, I like to go deep in it. Mm. And I thought that, you know, I had long relationships, I had experienced partners, and I thought I was pretty good and that I had covered most of that topic. And then three years ago, I, I, was in a, I met a woman and actually I had my first relationship with a woman. And I really realized that there were so many things that we didn't talk about. And I discovered new sensations in my body. And I really felt a wish to go deeper. And that's when I opened a lot of doors in my sexuality for exploration. And I discovered that we can play in so many ways, feel so much more, get a much better understanding of our body dive into our fantasy world and it's infinite and that the whole magic of this human experience it really encouraged me to um, to go to different workshops and every time I was seeing something that scared me or that would trigger me trigger me I would be like okay it's time to go <laughs> and I felt a wish to um, express and share what I had learned in an authentic way through poetry initially just for me but then it just happened that a friend offered me to do um, a poetry reading at his festival in October 2021. And in two days, I built um, this immersive performance that I'm now sharing all over the world, touching the verses, in which I guide people to um, revive their erotic imagination, to dream and fantasize. I also teach them some concrete practices to spice up their sexuality and guide them in a, in a poetic journey with my own poems, also inviting them to um, touch and play with each other and with themselves. So I started with this immersive performance, which grew very quickly and which yeah, I've played with this format, um, doing shows with live musicians, with dancers, um, experiences for weddings, where we create a dedicated storytelling, sensual guided dinners, 
And the more I was going deeper and the more I was learning about different practices, the more I started to also guide workshops and teach all of those practices that I've been experimenting. Whilst we are on that then, can you please describe your performance? What's touching the verses is about? How how does it feel? What what do people experience when they come generally? It's quite hard to describe it. It's really something to feel. But mm-hmm. basically I'm first introduced. I, I'm also always changing the format. Like every performance is different and I love to customize it depending on the place where I'm going and um and the theme of the event. But I'm guiding people through a whole poetic journey where it makes them connect with themselves, touch their own body in in a very creative way. Then I speak about the challenges of aging, about consent, about self-love. I also go into kinky fantasies and power dynamics, submission, domination. And what I love about poetry is that I can... I can express through images and metaphors. So to go beyond subjects that are still taboo for us. For example, I have a poem that I love, which is about anal sex, but I never pronounce a word and it's a mysterious kingdom, mm-hmm. which is a very, it's a very, ch- it's challenging for people sometimes, but it's very arousing and mysterious. And it just brings you into your body and into feeling all the um, fantasies that you um, that you see in your mind mm. then if your experience that you're creating is so broad and allows people to accept these taboo subjects and then taking them into their lives i wonder what have you seen happening on your events on your experiences maybe you've seen some changes in in couples that are coming or maybe they've shared something with you or maybe you've observed something i'd love to yeah to hear some personal stories well you know i've grown up in a world where i was always told to live happily you need to live hidden and i really thought that this wasn't the way i want to see life so i love to challenge myself to um, speak authentically and then to give people a door to be vulnerable And it's been very beautiful to observe at my performances that, you know, people then speak completely differently afterwards. They really open up so much. And there's different couples that also came together. There's, you know, couples who were together, who then shared with me that it encouraged them to to play more in their intimacy, to try different practices, that it has strengthened their relationship. I also have a pretty very interesting story because I have a poem called Eternal Stranger which is about this feeling when you meet someone for the first time and you know in your whole body you feel totally invaded by this new addiction for another human Mm. and in this poem you really feel this when all your senses arise about this stranger and it was I shared it in Mexico City and at the end of the experience, a guy came to me and told me, you know, I, I was in garbage this summer and I saw this woman and we just kept exchanging eye gazes, but we never talked. And I wish I had seen her again. And I kept having these feelings that was haunting me about this stranger that was in my dreams. And then it just happened that they were together again at my experience in Mexico City <laughs> and that I paired them together for this poem. 
Wow. <laughs> An insane synchronicity. <laughs> mm. So sexy as well. Wow. <laughs> but I also, you know, I also had, um, for example, when I have my a bit kinky poem, Blissful Submission, which is about gifting our body to someone and really surrendering to our sensation and embracing the alchemy of pleasure and pain and really transcending pain to dive into another world. It's a very, very profound poem. And um, yeah, and I had paired two men together who had never interacted with a man. And for them, it was very challenging at the beginning and they didn't know if they really wanted to be paired together. But afterwards, they told me that they really enjoyed it and that it really brought them a new opening into how it is to interact with a man, that it's much more straightforward, that they didn't feel like if they had interacted with a female and that they really enjoyed it, actually. Mm. I love to challenge people, I must say. <laughs> you know, sometimes we have all these things in our minds that tell us, oh, but... I cannot interact with someone if I don't have sexual desire for that person. Or what if I touch the hand of a male if I'm a male, but I'm not gay. Mm -hmm. But in fact, sometimes when you just try, you just realize that we're all humans and we can be in service of gifting a sensory experience to another person, which is not sexual. Yeah. So that it can also bring a different understanding of and, and be very humbling for humans to just be in service of another human, to connect with touch, which is something we're not used to do. Yeah. And it's, it's also bringing a lot of tolerance and acceptance and for, for other people that are not people that we would usually interact in a, in a sensory way with. We are taking a little break so that you can learn how to access your sexual energy and feminine power at any time and learn to embody your most confident, beautiful, powerful self. We've gathered a community of leading teachers, tantra, embodiment, sex, love, intimacy, relationship coaches. And together with them, we create simple daily practices and rituals that you can access online on demand. Embodiment, breath, tantric practices, meditations, dance, movement, everything you need to cultivate your sexual energy and feminine power. Even five minutes a day make a huge difference. You can access these practices in the field portal at a super affordable price from $15 to $30 per month. And believe me, this is the investment that has unbelievable huge returns for your life, love, relationships, creativity, abundance, pleasure, and so much more. Get ready to awaken your inner goddess, harness your feminine power, and radiate authenticity in every area of your life. Join the field portal at feelup.co slash membership or find the link in this podcast feed or on our Instagram at feel underscore women. You know, that reminds me of my experience that shifted my perspective of uh, domination and submission. Mm -hmm. that, uh, that I highly relate to what you say. Um, 
And I believe that these workshops and these kind of playful environments that those that you're creating is such a beautiful and safe, judgment-free and pressure-free opportunity to learn more about yourself. Because like so many things we cannot try when we're like with our partner or somebody we really like or love or like the, there are lots of like kind of things happening in the dynamic, but in a workshop, just you can really relax and learn something new outside of what you usually do. On my first experience with the, like of a workshop on domination and submission, energetic survey, before that workshop, I always believed I was definitely very submissive person. I like submission. I like to relax. I like to trust and be taken care of. About that workshop, I challenged myself to take on domination role. It was like, I think, 40 people workshop at Hedone. <laughs> I, I was like, I'm going to be a dom now and I'll just follow instructions. And I got paired with a guy and followed instructions of, I'm not going to get into detail. It's like very soft, easy, easy things to do. And I really enjoyed it. Like, and it opened the door for me of completely different exploration. Now I'm, I'm reading books about it. I'm learning the domination side. I'm trying things in my relationship with like a very alpha guy. I'm trying little things that I've learned and he loves that too. So I'm like, whoa, that's amazing. It's all because I just tried something new for myself yeah. mentally. Something I really wish for more people to do. <laughs> yeah, I must say I'm a bit in the same position as you because I, so I'm always very much in control in my life, organizing a lot of things. So for me, submission is a gift of just letting go of my mind. And if I feel like I can really trust my partner to create an experience for me, it's, it's an absolute gift to let go of my mind. And the first time I really experienced it with a professional, it was not sexual, you know. I was lying on this leather bench and she created an experience which was, which was painful with a flogger, with a paddle. But at the same time, it was this balance of, of strength and pain with softness. And the contrast of them was insane. And for me, it was one of the deepest meditation I've ever been into. And I was in such a high state. My mind was completely gone in the stars. I was breathing as if I was doing a breath work mm. in a total state of abandonment. And it was incredible. Mm. And after leaving that, I thought, well, if I love to receive it so much, you know, I'm, I'm a generous person. <laughs> I want to give it back as well. And I actually took a lot of pleasure into um, creating a domination experience, but with a twist, you know. Because I always like to do things a bit differently and more creatively. So I've been experiencing creating a domination experience with many different sensory objects that I could use. So playing with, you know, like blindfolding your partner, attaching them, putting different types of music, which can be both very, very profound with like tantric drums or more playful can also balance throughout the experience. And then playing first very softly with a feather, contouring the body with ice on specific parts. Um, I also have magical gloves yeah. with spikes, which are incredible to both like 
have a tickly, very soft sensation, and they then press harder into the skin, which is a tiny bit painful, can be a bit more, but you can really play with it, and it's incredibly sensorial. Wow. And <laughs> also, like, with a flower, you know, or with metal, with wax, with spanking, with a flogger, with your nails, and also playing with patience and not giving the person what they want. Because we often think, okay, you know, I need to perform because I've seen that and I need to do it this way to be successful. But I think in sensuality, it's the opposite. It's great to not give the person what they want and to make it last and to torture them a little bit. <laughs> and so, you know, when you're waiting and you don't know what's going to happen and then there's a new sensation on your body and it's just like you have goosebumps and you feel it everywhere. And it's through this arousing every nerve termination and, and playing with surprise, I think that we can become a lot more sensitive and feel so much more. Yeah. few questions for you. And let's right. really share the details with those who've never heard about it, never been. And yeah, just have only those images of BDSM that they see in, uh, in movies and like dungeons and... Uh, handcuffs and all that stuff. So firstly, your experience was a professional. You said it, it was non-sexual and that, was, that it was deeply meditative. This is indeed how it can be. So how, like, where did you find her? How did you get it? Like, what, what was that about? <laughs> it was at Burning Man in the yeah. BDSM camp. And um, I went in this dungeon and actually at the beginning I was looking around not feeling super into any of the facilitators that I was seeing and because I feel like it's important to have a connection with the person. Yeah. And then I went out and I met this woman who was part of the camp and we started to talk and laugh together and have a great contact and she told me, okay, I was going to leave with my boyfriend, but let me give you um, an experience which is called a scene. Mm -hmm. So she asked me to call her Bunny and, um, and didn't tell me her name. And I got naked and I could feel like she, she really had good intentions and that I could really trust her. I felt very confident and I knew that she was just, it was a real gift that she wanted to give me. So we talked about it and she told me, you know, it's, it's also a gift that you're giving me to, to trust me and to give me your body. So we agreed on a safe word that we, I would say, um, like banana, if it's too painful and I want it to stop. Um, and then I just lied down and she, she started to like play with the lever, like very softly on my skin and then a little bit more intensely massaging my, my butt and my back. And little by little, the intensity increased. And it's quite interesting because it's, you know, it, it's a little bit painful. And then when you hit the same spot, it's more painful. But the pain and the intensity allowed me to really abandon my mind. And I was just in my breath, in my inner world. And this intensity was so deep and so beautiful and so profound. And I just completely abandoned my mind. I was on another planet. Wow. Mm. And it lasted maybe 25, 30 minutes. 
Mm. And I think for maybe 15 minutes, I was completely gone. Wow. So I realized afterwards, I was like, you know, we didn't have sex. And like, she didn't touch my vulva or anything, but it was one of the most pleasurable, intense and intimate things I've lived. And that really gave me a wish to, you know, dive deeper into exploring the world of kings. And and how was your domination experience? How did you prepare? And I mean, it still is. How do you prepare for your domination experiences? How do you embody that place? And what do you do? So I um, haven't done it so often, but I've done it a couple times. Yeah. And when I did it, I would first speak with the person and really understand what is their intention and why why do they want this experience because my goal is really to connect with the intention and to give them an absolute you know release and at the same time as I was saying you know trigger them and challenge them a little bit for this experience but then we we had a time of like holding hand and having a little meditation together and really connecting to each other's energy and exchanging having a drink and then starting with a little bit of power dynamic play where we change our name um, and embrace being a different character and having a different role. You know, power dynamics are really interesting because we think it's only in BDSM, but there's power dynamics everywhere. There's a dominant and a submissive, you know, between you and your parents, between you and your boss, between you and your partner. And it's great to bring awareness on those power dynamics and then to play with it even more when you're creating a submission or domination experience. So then we would both become those characters and I would like put a collar and a leash and a blindfold. And then I, I'm talking about one with um, a female actually. Yeah. And attach her on a seat. And then the first part I had very meditative music and I would start very slow and you know, to make her feel patient and really help her to immerse into the experience and to, to take it as a slow meditative practice into the feelings and sensations. So playing with the metal, with the sensation of leather, with cold and heat, with the wax, and a little bit of, of slapping, but quite soft. And then little by little, bring more intensity to it. Yeah, And then, you know, later in the experience, I also put more playful music and then I would play drums, <laughs> play drums on the butt. And I think, I think it's amazing to also bring an element of play and especially to take pleasure into what you're doing, because that's for the receiver. When you feel like the giver is taking a lot of pleasure into what they're doing, you feel this energy into your body and that's what also helping you to have the deepest experience you know because it's an exchange between two people that is it's an energetical exchange that is very deep so i think like the most important thing is full presence to be in full presence and to really be totally into what you're doing <laughs> and that's why i something i wanted to speak about later but it's bringing me now it's devotion yeah. Devotion for me is a key to 
the best sensual, sexual, intimate experiences, to be completely devoted to what you are doing in the moment. Only this exists in the world. And then you can go so, so deep into being totally into what you're doing. Yeah, and that's why these experiences and generally exploration of sensuality and sexuality and intimacy from the conscious space are so healing because they really allow us to get so present in a way that we can't really get there through other means. It's very similar to like psychedelic experiences or deeply sexual devoted practice. Uh, wow, you know, as you're describing it, I'm, I start like remembering this feeling of complete ecstasy and presence. Amazing. I don't think it's for everyone, you know? We tend to see sometimes the BDSM scene as something dark and strange, and but it's not. And you can also bring it to your own level. And that's what I love to teach, you know? If you're not willing to go into pain, it's totally fine. It can be just, you know, playing with different sensations, with the nails, with more gentle slaps, and and with this sensory experience. And yeah. it can be something that is really playful as well and very light. And there's no rule, you know? We tend to think that everything is very categorized, but actually it's not. And I love to break all of this and then to give people different tools so that they can create what feels right to them. And I strongly feel that it can spice up everyone's intimacy and be much more fun for a couple who has been together for, you know, 10 years, 15 years to say, okay, tonight, you know, like, what if your partner just tells you, okay, tonight I would love you to wear a color and something sexy and just go on the bed, put some nice lights, scents in the room and wait for me. And then you arrive and you've created an exp- you create an experience for your partner with massage, you know, with playing with your nails and with why not like a raspberry on the lips. And, you know, you can also slap with a towel. You can use a kitchen utensil and you can just give a sensory experience to your partner. And it's so cool and so fun. <laughs> You're giving me lots of inspiration for me. <laughs> Yeah, maybe I'll take a day off. Oh, God. No, but that's so true. Like, there are so many. And, like, this is a very common thing in the current world that people get bored. And uh, in long-term relationships, it's much easier. It becomes much easier to give up and to stop trying and go find yourself someone else who will definitely give you a faster hit of all the hormones you have because you're new. Then actually work, then actually working on those relationships, and what you've just said, this kind of playful, even a little bit theatrical, yes, with a partner is so exciting, and that's what you keep adding. But that requires dedication and devotion and work. And exactly as you were saying, theatrical, you know, okay. indulging into role play is really interesting to change your name and to embrace being a different character. Because that gives you permission to not be yourself anymore and to tap into a version of yourself. Mm-hmm. So, you know, for example, like, okay, tonight I'm going to be Jackie. I own a salon in Kansas in the 1920s, you know. I love to dance on the bar and I'm just going to strip for my partner. But even if I'm so bad at stripping, it's okay. It's not me who's stripping. I'm just an actress. I'm Jackie. And that gives you permission to just be 
you know, the, the little bit trash that you never dare to be and to indulge into being playful. And it's beautiful, I think, to just agree on that and dare to get out of your comfort zone and try it. And by not taking ourselves so seriously and embracing another character, it can really help us to live our fantasies and to tap into this, you know, the famous book from Edgar Allan Poe, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. We all have this Mr. Hyde inside of us. Mm. And giving Mr. Hyde the ability to express is so healing as well and prevents people from having abusive behaviors and repressing some shadows which are part of us. So by allowing ourselves to um, express um, those fantasies that sometimes we don't dare to, um, to share, um, I think it's beautiful to do it through, um, through role play and through being a different character. What or like you... playing like very classically, like the prey and the hunter, mm -hmm. you know, with your partner discuss like, because there's always a prey and hunter dynamic, right? In relationships and when you meet someone, someone yeah. is chased by someone. Like in nature, where you have a prey and a predator and playing this with your partner and asking your partner, so imagine if you were a prey, how would you like to be chased and caught and devoured and killed and then acting it is amazing. <laughs> you know, when you were talking about creating a theatrical experience, I think it's also very interesting to communicate with our partners with no words because you know when you have an argument sometimes everyone is talking and you know from the beginnings that it's going nowhere mm -hmm. which happens quite regularly and I think there's also often a lot of feelings that want to be expressed but expressing feeling in words can be very confusing and if you just express with your partner without words and have a moment where both of you can share just whether using an imaginary language, gibberish, and performing is so relieving. Because, you know, when in communication, we think that words are the most important thing, but actually not at all. Like 7% of our communication is words, 38% is a tone of voice, and 55% is a body language. So removing the 7%, you're still left with 93%, with which you can create an amazing dialogue. It would sound like, ma ticket boulou banda gazi ma. And you, you don't see me right now, you know? <laughs> That's a lot more than the expression. And then you can solve like one of the little conflicts you have in your daily routine with so much more fun than just exchanging words that can be so hurtful for the other and which are sometimes totally unnecessary. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Oh, introducing more theater and playing relationships. I oh want God, when I create, you know, at my retreats as well, like we are, I often lead um, theatrical workshops where people express with no words. And it's incredible because you have some people who are very shy and I'm not able to really communicate with words so clearly. And when you remove words, like the whole person comes out and it's incredible and you, you feel and see so much. That is amazing. Is this something we'd be trying at our upcoming workshop in London? 
Yes. Yes. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) tell me a little more about what's going to be happening at our workshop. Um, what, what kind of practices that you mentioned will be introducing like any snippets of course you don't need to tell me everything that's a surprise but just generally what to expect yes 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 mm-hmm. so i will first be guiding um, a very playful embodiment practice which is about touching yourself and discovering new sensations in your own body You know, self-pleasure, we often think that it's to reach orgasm, but actually learning to just give love to every place of our body is so important. So I like to to start with that, to make people really feel inside themselves. And then I'll guide you through some of my poems. And then with, with the poems, there will be some practices. And we will definitely explore some creative guided domination experience indulge into um, the art of surrendering and really gifting our body to someone and just, you know, after expressing our boundaries and everything, but just learn to, to surrender to an experience that is given to us. Mm-hmm. We will also express um, non-verbally, as I was saying, and, and learn to express all of our emotions and feelings without, without words. But we'll also express with words, but more with images and metaphors and create our own little poem. And then I also want to keep some surprises. Yes. But I will share with you different practices that I have learned to connect with a partner in a more creative way to discover ways to play with a body that we're not used to do, ways to communicate and to really tune in our own body wisdom to express our desires because we tend to get stuck in our mind so much but it's about learning to listen to our body and to what the body asks you for so I would also like teach you how to really tune into your body wisdom mm-hmm. beautiful and inspire you to revive your erotic imagination yeah. and sexy poems that's beautiful. One one little question I have for you that I all very often get about all the workshops we do. Um, how do you prepare whether you are a single or a couple for this kind of workshop? Because a lot of singles are concerned, like, oh, will I feel kind of lonely if I come without a partner? Or like, what to do if a partner adopt with someone I don't fancy? Like, just what you've been saying before about, like, your experiences. Oh, you partner up two guys, for example, and then they actually liked it. What to expect in that sense for that workshop? Absolutely. So I like to keep it, you know, I like my experience to be accessible for everyone. And then it depends at which stage you are in your life, on your path, also on how do you feel that day. So, you know, sometimes we might feel like we want to do that, to explore that. Sometimes you might not want to do it. So it's always free for people to participate or if they don't feel like it in the moment to, to watch and be a spectator and maybe the next time to, um, to, in, to be involved and participate. Yeah. If some people come with their partner, um, they will be free to, um, to play with their partner for most of the exchange. If you come single... Um, there will be a pairing, there will be a mysterious pairing. 
And, you know, it's about trusting that you're paired with that person for the right reason. Whether you like it or not, but it's here to teach you something and to bring awareness to something you have inside of you. And sometimes we only want to have the best experience, but maybe it's not this ideal experience that is for you right now, but it's something that might trigger you or challenge you a little bit that will bring you the ability to communicate, you know, and to express how you feel, what you want, your boundaries, and to take care of yourself, to learn to say no. And that's really important to learn to, you know, understand what we feel and what we want right now and how much are we willing to explore with that partner. Yeah, so there will be change in partners. So if at some point, you know, someone doesn't feel like interacting with a certain person, then there will be another person to interact with for another experience. And, um, and it's also, um, you know, at the beginning when I started those explorations, I was feeling like, oh my God, I really don't want to interact with that person or that person. And I had a lot of judgments. And then it gave me, it gave me so much strength to like overcome those judgments and be and feel like as long as this person is a good human, is respectful, actually, I'm, I'm taking a lot of pleasure into being in service of another human mm -hmm. and into giving a little piece of myself to that human and into daring to receive from someone else. And that's why I also make agreements between people to make sure that, you know, they are safe and that they are committing to each other with the best intention. Yeah. Agreements. Yeah. I love to create a very safe space so that people can always express authentically, can really feel safe with their partner. Then, you know, people can always come to see me. We can always make changes. But, you know, it's about learnings, but it's also bringing awareness into things that we're not able to communicate, that we're scared of. And I think those little things can be also be the best teachers mm -hmm. because we're not taught to communicate in life. And it's something I learned very late. I really wish when I was 18 that people had explained me, you know, that at school I would have learned to communicate in a relationship. Same <laughs> story. And the other thing that um, like a lot of us share, mm -hmm. especially when it comes to sensuality and sexuality, it's like somehow we are told that we're supposed, other people are supposed to know what we want or what we don't want. Um, which is really not true, but what, I love that you mentioned safety now and like that comfort and also understanding that some uncomfortable situations are opportunities for growth. Mm -hmm. I've heard from you once or you, any one of your voice messages, how you came to a temple and then you were like, I don't, I just don't feel like interacting with some of the guests or most of the guests. And then you had your own little cool cute party and that's something that i'd love to highlight in this podcast that you're always in control of your own body and of your of what you do and you know there is no judgment or no pressure to do certain things and it's always an opportunity for growth so is there is there is there this kind of thing that you'd like to share or any other experiences that people can relate to well in this regards you know like Often people are scared to go to a temple event or to a sex club or something like that because they think, but I have to do something there. But I mean, maybe in some events, but in most events, actually, you don't have to do anything. 
And when I realized that, it really encouraged me to go to more events like that, just to, to observe the atmosphere, to see how I feel there, to watch, because it's beautiful to watch as well, you know, to watch people feel, to watch people take pleasure. For me, the first time that I saw in front of my eyes a couple and a woman having like a full body orgasm in front of me, it was one of the most beautiful thing I had ever seen, you know, in, yeah. a, in an event like that, in a temple night. And I found it incredible. And I think it's also beautiful to just be there, witness, watch, and just feel without being a creepy watcher, of course, but just it's totally okay to be discreetly watching and just doing what we feel on the moment. So I would encourage people, you know, to be curious as well and to never feel like you have to do anything. Yeah. Then it's also good to challenge ourselves and to try it, but always be in control and know that you can start something and if it's too much, it doesn't feel right anymore. You can say no and stop it. Yeah, anywhere in life, by the way, not yes. just enter workshops and not just sexually. <sighs> I love it. I, you know, when I was at ISTA, they teach us um, when someone tells you no, respond, thanks for taking care of yourself. Yeah. And I think it's such a beautiful response, which I also love when if I invite a friend for dinner, for example, and this friend would tell me, no, you know, I'm just feeling tired tonight. I prefer to stay home. Responding, thanks for taking care of yourself. It's such a beautiful practice. Yeah. And if you're um, paired with a partner at a workshop or something and you don't feel like interacting with, with that person and just say, no, I don't feel like it, for the partner to respond, thanks for taking care of yourself, is really acknowledging the no and acknowledging that we're taking care of our feelings in the present moment. Yeah, that's beautiful. Exactly. <laughs> And once you learn that just being comfortable with saying no and accepting no, like the whole life changes because that's a constant interaction we face in our lives all the time. But just to uh, to touch base on the workshop we'll be doing in London, mm -hmm. not knowing the audience and clarify a few things. So that workshop will be not a sex party. There will be no genital touch or nudity, but there will be lots of exploration of sensuality and sexuality through theater and poetry and um, guided exercises. And in, if from that place, I also want to ask you one final question, something we, we've been talking about in the beginning before starting recording, is the difference between what's actually sexual What's sexual, what's sensual, what's, is there such thing as a line between those things and why we can embrace and learn and enjoy certain sensual explorations without necessarily being sexually attracted to a partner. I would try this please and how those can be beneficial to our um, emotional health. Um, yeah, this is so, so confusing. <laughs> Tell me how, how, do, how to navigate. Yes, with pleasure. You know, we tend to confuse sometimes intimacy, sensuality, sex, sexual energy, kinks, fetishes, and might be clear for some people, but, you know, even in our relationships, I would love to just first reconnect with the first poem I shared, Boundless Love. I recently felt like ending um, a relationship I had with um, a lovely person. 
And, um, but instead of ending everything, you know, I shared that I didn't feel like having the sexual connection anymore, but would love to keep the intimacy that we have and still keep opening my heart and still have an emotional connection together. And, you know, it doesn't have to be black or white. It's not like everything together or nothing. And I think it's very beautiful to explore all of them separately or together. So I would love to, I would love to share with you my little definition of each concept yeah. with the analogy of animals, which is quite poetic, I think. Because for me, poetry is also not only writing poems, but it's also a way of seeing life and of seeing reality not exactly as it is, but by bringing, like by painting reality, bringing images and metaphors to it. So for me, intimacy is like a colibri, which is slowly coming on a flower, smelling its perfume and delicately pecking the nectar in its heart. And intimacy is really opening our heart to someone, having an emotional connection, daring to be authentic and vulnerable with that person. It can involve physical closeness, but it doesn't have to as well. We can share intimacy with a friend, a parent, a stranger, and of course a lover. But it's also interesting to see that some couples who are together since a very long time don't really open their heart to each other and don't really have a true emotional connection together. So even in long-term partnerships, there can be very little intimacy. Yeah. Sensuality. I love to bring the image of a cat, a feline that is gracefully coming to you, rubbing against you, applying its claws delicately on your skin, you know, letting its tail wander across your face. And it's also sounds, it's purring, it's meow, slowly. And then escaping, you know, rolling on the ground and seducing you, teasing you. Sensuality is really this art of enjoying a sensory experience that goes through touch, taste, sound, smell. And it's kind of a delicious game of seduction and art of cultivating pleasure and taking time to um, feel into each sensation. So that's, I love to explore sensuali sen sensuality and intimacy in my workshops. Yeah. When we talk about sexual energy, sexual energy, you know, is, is not only for sex. Sexual energy is really the life force we have inside of us, this energy that is our creative force. And I like to bring the image of the stallion and the mare when the mare is in heat and you can feel this tension between them, which is at its very peak. And when you, you know, you guide a lot of practices, you, Maria, to build and, and cultivate this sexual energy. And I think I'm really looking forward to um, your 28 days challenge in January. Thank you. And, um, because we need to cultivate this energy. It's this sexual energy, this life force that enables us to be fully alive, to be creative, to, to expand. So I think learning to cultivate it is really essential. Yeah. And then we have sex, of course. We, you know, what is sex? Sex is usually the intercourse, which is kind of driven by the goal 
of orgasm. And when I think about sex, I see the bonobos, which are the closest animals to human, and bonobos love sex. It's, it's not only to reproduce the species, but they also use sex to resolve conflicts and maintain peace into a group. Mm. Bonobos have sex between male-male, female-female, male-female, orgies, everything. <laughs> All positions of the Kama Sutra. So, yeah, sex is defined to reach this goal, but actually it can totally be detached from, you know, having any intimacy, emotional connection, and it's often focused on the genital. That's why when people tell me, like, you know, my experiences are about sex, I'm like, no, it's not actually. It's about everything but sex, you know? <laughs> and then when we talk about kinks, kinks, it's any non-conventional sexual practice outside of vanilla sex. So kinks can involve some specific arts, some role play scenarios, BDSM, bondage, discipline, sadomasochism, which we talked about. And yeah, any kinky practices, which can be also like playing with a foot, foot fetish, also something I love to teach. I don't know if I'll do it in London, but let me. <laughs> and how to really take great care of a foot. Or playing um, voyeurism is also a kinky practice. And sometimes being obsessed with some body parts. And of course, like the art of ropes and shibari. And for this, we have some, the male spider who likes to attach the female spider and to tie her up into the web <laughs> because otherwise she would eat him alive from <laughs> <laughs> sex. So yes, we have shibari for spiders. <laughs> I, I love your creative associations. <laughs> Never thought of shibari in that way, but that makes sense. Immediately seeing the picture in front of my eyes. Yes, so sex, you know, we tend to still have this image of princess and prince charming who meet and kiss and play a little bit and then have this penetrative act and then orgasm together at the same time. It's a beautiful Hollywood, <laughs> Hollywood cliche of both of them coming in an orgasm at the same time, maybe creating a baby out of it. But... Sex is so much more than that. And it's beautiful to actually even live out the penetration and to learn to really be creative in our sensuality, to play with our hands. And there's so much we can do with our hands. As I was just sharing, like creating a foot experience can also be one of the most transgressive, intimate, amazing experience. Also, self-pleasure next to a partner is one of the most intimate things you can do. But both partners self-pleasuring, not touching themselves and showing the other how we like to touch ourselves is so arousing and so intimate. And learning to play with different parts of the body and not only focus on the genitals and be creative with that can bring a lot more sensations because when we're just focused on penetration sex, it makes us like not be so sensitive anymore. But when you start to explore more, you start to feel new sensations that you didn't know before. And I think as well for couples, you know, saying, 
okay, maybe once every two weeks, we have an evening where we just don't, we have sex with no penetration and just push this emotional connection and this playful connection between us and, and try to find new ways to pleasure each other without going into the traditional genital play that we know. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I love that explanation. I have a lot of ideas which I'll share yeah. in the workshop about this. <laughs> oh, thank you, Berlin. I'm really looking forward to our experiences together. So um, on, the on the 21st of January, we are having a King Canvas in London. Looking forward to that one. And in February, a beautiful event that... I myself am so excited about, and so many of us are excited about the Valentine's experience in Chateau Beaufort with Marie Savage, Shibari artist. I mm. oh, can't wait for that. Just want to really mention it on this podcast that we will be doing this incredible 10 hour sensual experience for 80 people in a gorgeous, magical castle. So, <laughs> yeah, Pauline, a few words about what's going to be happening there on your side. Yes, I'm so grateful and so excited about this beautiful collaboration together, Maria, mm -hmm. and about meeting Marie Sauvage as well. I've been admiring her work since a long time. And, um, well, it's also nice to keep a little bit of surprise, but yes, <laughs> we'll invite people to dive into their characters that they wish to embody for that night and guide them through different practices exploration and after Marie Sauvage's performance I'll be guiding a sensual poetry experience where I invite people to be very creative with their partners to also dive into their fantasy world and then let it evolve into a very soft temporal experience beautiful we have just a few tickets left for that one i'm very excited and i just like I'm, i can't wait to do my to do the experience myself i'm not facilitating anything on that event and i'm so happy about it because i can like surrender into the experience and just really enjoy your work and the work of marie savage and other teachers ah oh, can't wait so yes i'm really excited to be co-creating together marianne and actually, um, this Saturday on January 6th, I will be performing at Agape Zoe, which is a conscious festival in Berlin, and at uh, B-Skin, which is a naked, very creative event with different performances, a beautiful dinner, and, um, and music. And then I will be creating another King Canvas in Berlin before coming to London. And um, in March, I'm going to be involved with Embodied Love Retreat in Ibiza um, with Chloe McIntosh from Kama and Nick Brewer. And then in April, we will be doing Rima Experience, which is a fabulous project around the seven scenes. It's a very theatrical experience where we write an immersive scenario that has a red thread throughout four days and play with a lot of workshops, immersive theater, Rite of Passage, Psychomagic, inspired by Jorodowski, Shadow Work. So it's a very, very special creation that I do with um, a beautiful team of humans in different places around the world. And this one will be in Nice. And then I'm also working on my book of poems and stories, 
which I really want to, um, to, to write more this year. Um, and you know, as I, I love to do workshops, but I would also love to bring my experience into more theater. And I will be going to Fringe this summer in Edinburgh, which is the biggest theater and performance festival. And, uh, and then I want to launch my own retreats in Sweden in September. Oh, wow. Why in Sweden? Um, because I have a friend who has a private island in the archipelago. Oh, wow. A magical place to just be with the group alone on the island that has wow. sauna and surrounded by the sea and beautiful nature. Yes, and play with creative intimacy, role play, costumes, gender swap, emotional release, and discovering new pleasure practices, creative atelier, writing poetry, also some art therapies, and, um, and yes, playing with a little bit of BDSM, creative domination, nonverbal expression, and a lot more surprises. Wow. Exciting. <laughs> we will add your website once it's ready to, um, to the show notes as well for, for everyone to see the schedule. But that look, that sounds just so beautiful. What a, what a beautiful year ahead, 2024. Yes, I'm very excited. <laughs> I'm very excited to co-create more together. I really love our connection and our collaboration. And you're always so caring and professional, Maria. It's a pleasure to be working with you. Oh, thank you. It's a pleasure to be working with you because you are beautiful, very unique skills, very unique. So it's a pleasure to have access to them. <laughs> thank you. I'm very honored to be a part of such a great community of also experts in so many different fields of sexuality. And I've been learning so much since I'm part of Feel. Really drawing, you know, all the practices that are on the membership. It's... um. It's fabulous to be able to discover that, you know, at home when I have time and just be guided. It's, um, it's yeah. super insightful for me. Well, thank you. That's literally like what I was envisioning before. I'm like, I would love to just like, I, I, I love going to workshops and festivals and retreats, but I can't do that all the time. And the reality of life happens every day at like in my hardcore London life. And that, that membership that we're all creating is just gives even like me an opportunity to turn off and turn on. <laughs> uh, and then, um, uh, by the way, one thing I want to mention again for the podcast all of you will be able to enjoy more of Pauline's practices this year in our membership. And in fact, um, ahead of the London event, there will be a practice to try that will give you a more uh, sense of feeling of what to expect on the event. So some creative sensual exploration, potentially with a partner. Um, let me know, Pauline. And uh, yeah, that's a beautiful way to just taste the work before coming and immersing yourself in real life. That was Pauline Marie Antoinette. You can connect with her on Instagram at Pauline Marie Antoinette. And also find her website in the show notes for this episode. Thank you so much for listening to the Feminine Power podcast. Your attention, your presence means so much to us. 
If you want to join the FIU portal and become our founding member, we are still accepting our founding members for another few weeks and you have a chance to become the core of our community and receive lifelong benefits such as 50% off our membership and access to our team and teachers, live calls, special community benefits and offers and so much more if you apply and join our founding membership while we are still accepting the founding members. Otherwise, join our regular membership and access all the necessary practices, rituals and tools to cultivate sexual energy at any time. Thank you so much for listening and I'm looking forward to sharing more with you in our next episode.